The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? State Sports Show. I'm your host, Sam Long, and I'm joined by the incredibly handsome Gavin Alexander and the incredible bald beans. He's handsome? Wise. Yeah, what makes him handsome? I'm, I don't know. You have a hand and you're a sum. I, I do have both those things. I matter. <laughs> By the way, do you know that uh, the average American has less than one hand on average? What? Yeah, because like someone has one hand, so oh god damn it, I fucked it up. Yeah, uh, okay. Less than two I was already saying like, I just got done coaching a soccer game and eating a lot. Did you win? Dude, we did win. Uh, nice. We're officially the at least the third best team in the league. Um, hey. we had a, a Mexican kid named Victor Chavez Jr. and he's really good. Oh, he's a junior. That guy's gonna ball. Yeah, no, he, he he is a baller. But we didn't really have much of anything else until one of the players who was supposed to be with us that wasn't playing with us. He was playing in a league above. He started playing for us again because we drafted him. And his name is Anderson Rivera, and he's also really you cool. drafted off name alone. You, I, I know you. Did. My oh. the head coach Adrian did. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, bro. We got we got an Anderson Rivera and a Victor Chavez Jr. That's a good draft. Great what draft. Is draft? What, what was the pick? Yeah, what stage of bringing yeah, the I, locker I room together are you at? Do we have a locker room guy? Is that what you're asking? We, we yeah. do have a locker room guy, actually. Um, there's one kid. He actually reminds me very much of myself. He oh, actually is pretty smart because he knows to like if he's on defense to cover the goal while we're doing goal kicks. <laughs> And he loves to like be a leader. He loves to break us down when we uh we're the baboons. So you know, three, two, one, baboons. He loves doing that. Um, he he really just loves you know being hard nosed and you know a really you know stand up guy. You know what I mean? Like big he, character dude. He's a big character dude. Unfortunately, we have one kid who might be on the spectrum, and like he likes to go and talk to the goalkeeper, and like while he's playing defense. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he's not all the way there. I don't think. What? We were playing the game. What age group? What age group is this? Yeah. Huh? What age group is this? Uh, like fourth and fifth grade. Oh, okay. I was like, this is his first grade. I'm like, no, that's just a first grader. No, he's a fourth grader. Let okay. me tell you. Okay, let me let me tell you something right now. Again, this is going way off topic and nah. everything. Nope. But um, so this kid is like a fourth grader, which means he's what, like ten ish, eight, nine. No, he's not eight or surely not. Dude, I just did baseball registration. I've been looking at ages this whole time. You're 15 when you're a freshman, aren't you? 14, 15, yeah, somewhere in there. So you got to subtract what? Eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade. So like four or five years. 
So you're like nine to eleven. How about that? Nine to 11. okay. I was close. No, you weren't. You said eight. I said eight or nine. Okay, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> he's ten. We'll just call him ten. <laughs> he's nine and a half. No, he's ten. You Jalen Hyatt <laughs> motherfucker. Jalen Hyatt warning drafting motherfucker. Fuck you. Go to hell. <laughs> um, anyways, so he shows up to this game. It's in the morning. And it's a little chilly. And so he has a sweatshirt on and his t-shirt on, right? And so he's like, Coach, I, I think I'm going to take my uh, hoodie off. I'm like, okay, just take your fucking hoodie off. <laughs> and so he starts, like, putting his arm through, like, his hoodie. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm taking my hoodie off. I'm like, just take your shirt off and then take your hoodie off and then put your shirt back on. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, like. I'm like, oh, dude, don't worry. It's fine. Like, I'm trying to play it off like I'm being, being the cool person. I'm like, yeah, you know, the ladies will love your abs, you know? You got fucking rock hard abs. Like, you know, show off your abs. And he's like, no, I just got fat. I'm like, dude, fuck. Just take your shirt off and then take your hoodie off and then put your shirt back on. And I even, I'm even like, here, I'll cover you. And he's like, no, 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 I got this. So he, like, takes his arms out of his hoodie and, like, puts his arms through the head of the hoodie <laughs> and back through his shirt. So now he's wearing his hoodie like a dress. <laughs> and, oh, I didn't even say this part. He's wearing jeans, by the way, to a soccer game. <laughs> so, like, I, I didn't even fucking put that part in there. Um, so, yeah, this kid's already wearing jeans. So now the assist, the other coach, the head coach, Adrian, is there. I'm the assistant. Um, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I wanted to take my hoodie off. And she's like, well, now, like, you're kind of stuck. So, like, let's just take your shirt off and we'll pull it through and we'll put your shirt back on. And he's like, no, no, I got this. So <laughs> he, like, starts trying to shimmy the hoodie down, like, his hips and everything. And he's, like, getting there, but it gets stuck going through the head around his waist because, you know. And so instead of, like, reversing course – like a normal person would, he goes behind the goal, which again, the goal is mesh, so there's nothing. And he takes his pants and unbuttons them and like puts them around his ankle so he can shimmy all the way down. And then like puts his pants, so he steps through it and puts his pants back on and buttons his pants back up. And Adrian's just like, do you think that was the easiest way to do it? And he was like, yeah. And then, like, runs off. Yes, Gavin. I have two questions. You have just two questions? I would have just thought you had more. two questions. Okay. The first one, it's not really a question, more of a statement. Hey, this kid's, like, loaded downstairs because he doesn't want people seeing his abs, but he's got no issue taking his pants off. So, you know what? You know what? Large snakes hide under rocks. Exactly. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And B, and Beans, you might be a good person to answer this once you get your shit together. Um, at what age group is it acceptable to bench kids on the spectrum? Like, like, where do I need to start coaching? Where, where can I? Dude, the thing is, is like, we don't, we finally, so this is our, the, today was our sixth game of the year. This isn't where this happened, by the way. This was in our fifth game game of the year. This was our sixth game of the year, and we finally had a sub to this game. We've been playing with eight or less players 
the entire season. So I can't bench him because I don't have enough players. Oh my fucking god. And what sucks is is he's one of the players I trust the most because there's a girl who's worse. Wait. Oh my god. Uh all right, now before we get extremely derailed here, because uh, I, I got I got some good spectrum stories, but I'm gonna pass those on, and we're gonna talk about the NFL draft today. That is actually where we're going, not not a uh, fourth grader draft, the NFL draft, where oh, Sam was drafting he, kids based on spectrums spectrum and Mexican I'm seeing stars. Beans, that story wasn't that funny. <laughs> oh, that was fucking hilarious. All right, no, I, I got to keep Beans derailed here. Beans, <laughs> so there's an unnamed person. I cannot name him because a lot of people knowing the podcast will know him. Um, oh, we were at a cross-country meet one time, and he asked me. Uh, oh, no. starting line, race is about to go. He says, I got to pee. So <laughs> I know I'm who you're talking about. Head, like, okay, A, you're fucked. And is this, B, this his name, like, Ryan, with, this is name, Ryan no, with 10? Nope, nope, I'm okay. just not naming. And uh, so I, this, I think I know who we're talking about now. This golf course is in the middle of town. It is there is all four sides. There's just houses. There's a school next to it. There's a bunch of people there. It's like cross country music. There's people literally everywhere. There's this pine or like uh, not pine uh, cedar tree, half grown, mm-hmm. sitting in the middle. I was like, just get as close as you can to the cedar tree and piss. Just like, just do that. It'll at least give you some coverage. And I like hear people gasping after like i do my stride out and i look back and we got like eight feet of gap between us and the cedar tree just like you know pants dropping we're just going to town no (laughs) the worst part is you know because i'm quote team captain of this team quote so then every every question comes to me why did you tell him to go pee eight feet from the cedar tree I'm like you're up there like a not tell him to go pee eight feet from the cedar tree bro i get want in there. you to be so far inside that cedar tree you're peeing backwards like get- you're like a coach at a press conference is like i'll take my questions now no, yeah, legitimately. Like, all right, you guys have one league today. Like, that's great, but that's not the question we have. We got some off-the-field issues that we got to cover so the media's happy. Like, you know what, guys? Go fuck yourselves, okay? I only can do so much. There so, seems to be some concern with this player. What is your com- What are your comments at this time? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead a cross-country runner on the spectrum to a cedar tree. You can't make him piss in it. Right? <laughs> he wasn't reaching the... I would have been less pissed if he was at least, like, you know, shooting and hitting the cedar tree. He wasn't even hitting the cedar tree. He was so Oh, funny. my God. Dude, again, you got to go into the cedar tree. Was this, like, you got to go in there. Was this like... You was this like, 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 people would know what you're doing. But was like, he, like... Was he like holding his like? Was it pants to ankles? Yeah. No. I mean, where's the pants to ankles? Oh no! He's so bare ass too. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. This ain't fair. So pants to ankles, <laughs> like uh, underwear, like over the top. So like we only Wait, drop the. Who drops their pants to their ankles? <laughs> I, well, I am not here to answer too. goddamn What's questions. Why are we going halfway? Listen, I know this was eight years ago, but you got to answer these questions now. God damn it. I already had this press conference, okay? 
So you have to have it If Dan Campbell is going to draft a running back at number 12 overall, you have to take If P. Rose has gambling issues 25 years ago, we still bring it up 25 years later, okay? You drop your pants. Sunk talk. They are gone. They are at your legs. You have committed. At this point, you realize, fuck, I only got underwear left to cover my ass. So I guess I'm just pulling the hose over the top and dealing with what I got here, okay? Like... I'm happy that he at least got to that point where he stopped oh and God. thought for a second the before, huh? The only thing that would have made it worse is if he was peeing. Out, you got to you got your bare ass at that point. The only thing that would make it worse is if he was peeing into the wind. Well, I, no, I, wind shouldn't have mattered. He'd have been so far inside the tree, he couldn't feel it, but. Oh, my God. Oh All my right, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. My uh, Jesus Christ in heaven. I, we, I'm still so caught up on dropping the pants. I yeah. And then, like, over the underwear. That makes no sense. I, I'm trying to think of... I have, like, several off... The, can I sell mine? I I want I want to come up with an, an analogy for that. I can't think of one. But now that's my analogy. When you do something half, half-assed, it's dropping your pants without the underwear. Well, it wasn't half-assed. It was full dick, full ass. So that was the, <laughs> like, approach he went with. Well, there was so. no ass, technically. He had his underwear on. Underwear on, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just dead. Yeah. We're, yeah. Man, this is not how I thought that we would start this shit. No, we, I think we've talked for 15 minutes on the spectrum. So uh, here we we're are. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> oh, you know, we've we made it this far. We a show with like five followers, though. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we no. thought about that. If, if, uh, if like one person like left our uh, listening audience like the show would lose like 20% of its like listens. What I love <laughs> is like certain people are going to listen to this just because it's like a draft recap, like super like uh intriguing show, like just in the title, a lot of clickbait there. And then we just talked for the first 15 minutes on autism. So <laughs> pretty much. like we're going to get so much backlash for this. And you know what? Backlash leads clicks. I yeah. do put a warning at the very beginning saying viewer discretion is advised. So we got right. our bl- we are blanking. discretion advised. You, you know what? Like I'm really sad now because I'm realizing that like you know I get a lot of self-worth for being the team captain, but now I'm realizing that I was team captain over the like Spectrum squad. So like I'm not <laughs> sure what that's getting me. <laughs> Kevin's their leader. <laughs> I'm not sure where that puts me on the Spectrum, but here we are. Are so you the least know. or the most? I know. That's the thing. Is like, do I understand them? And can I bond with them? God, we got to talk you get about voted captain or appointed captain. Appointed, then voted. Oh, okay. So somebody trusted you as the ringleader, and then they approved the ringleader. <laughs> they approved it. They affirmed it. They're like, yeah, yeah, this guy, this guy represents us. I'm just sad. <laughs> And then Gavin collapsed in a kidney accident. <laughs> Still functioning. <laughs> Fuck you, doctors. The guy with uh, his pants around his ankles is okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. All right. Wow. I'll just tell him that you all died in a marching accident. Oh my God. I just wanted to say that. that I can't really anything. <sighs> So Excited. should we talk the NFL draft or should we continue to talk about our experience? No, we need to get into draft talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, boo. Okay. We'll I'll tell my that. next week. I'll tell my story next week. There you go. We all have spectrum oh, stories. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even confirm that he is or is not. Like, it just... Same, actually. 
Shimmy, shimmying your hoodie down your pant, down your legs while wearing jeans to a soccer game is a red flag. Where do you even start with the NFL draft? Do we want to start with the first pick? Do we want to start with the most outlandish pick? Do let's, we let's just let's talk let's talk Chiefs coverage and then we'll go over like our winners and losers. Oh, that's pretty dumb. Okay. Uh Felix got drafted in the first round. Felix Uzama. <clears throat> Because and DK Uzama becomes the sixth ever Kansas State player to be drafted in the first round of the NFL. I'm so I'm glad you didn't ask. The, I'm glad that the draft didn't happen before the Flyover State game show because that was one of your questions. It was, and it would have been yeah. a layup for whoever did it. Yeah, I still probably well, wouldn't I have still got it. Still would have lost because you I still would terrible at that. I had a solid zero. Yeah, you bet all your points. But um, no, I, I go ahead. I was just gonna say, Felix. Uh, honest to God, when Felix got drafted and they started playing, you gotta fight me, right? I thought, oh my God, are they not going to talk about Felix? Oh my God, I hate this. Yeah, you. So you were actually at the draft, and yeah, what was it like? I got a, I got a, I got a story. <laughs> oh God! Um, oh God! So we we go to the draft, right? We meet up in Kansas City. We walk to the draft. We get to the draft experience, right, which is free. And we decide we need drinks. We need food. And we stood in line for an hour, Ooh. 45 minutes to an hour to get drinks and food. Macaroni and cheese that was in, like, a hot dog, like, paper hot dog holder, $18. For what the fuck? Cold pork macaroni and cheese. So we get that. And I got two, obviously, because I was hungry as fuck. So I spent $40 on mac and cheese. I'm a Good God. Yeah, I know. Not proud of it. Um, so we go to where the lawn is, right? And uh, we get there, and they're like, hey, guys, this is at capacity. You can't come in. And I'm sitting here like, oh, no, that's not great. So then they're like, oh, but there's a TV over here. I'm like, ah, you know, fuck it. Like, it's a live feed. Like, I don't get to see it with my eyes. Yeah. I watch it on TV, and I love watching things on TV. And we go to the TV, and there's no sound, and we can't hear fucking oh, anything. what the fuck? And if you watched on TV, you will have noticed. So for anyone not familiar with the Kansas City Chiefs, whenever the National Anthem goes, and the home of the Brave, during Brave, everyone says, Chiefs, but if you're watching on TV, as Gavin confirmed me, there is a really loud Chiefs from like before the Brave, home of the Brave, because we couldn't hear the national anthem, so we thought it was the end, and it was not. Yep, can confirm. So I went with everyone else, and I said, guys. We're watching the draft on a TV with no sound. Let's leave. So we left and went to Power and Light where they had a bigger TV and sound and actual draft coverage instead of the live draft crap. Was it a lot better? The live draft crap had two women (coughs) telling jokes that I couldn't hear and I had no idea who either of them were. So So to recap, I walked four miles round trip, spent $36 on macaroni and cheese, 
and was just around a ton of people with no sound watching a TV for like two hours. And then I went to Power and Light. So my recap for you on if you were to go, if you want to go to the draft, A, be prepared to show up super early, which is reasonable. That's on us. Um, but two, don't watch it on TV or spend $2,500 and get good seats. God bless it. Honestly, if I were to ever go back, I would spend the $2,500 before I did the draft experience again. Because you also have to think, I walked four miles round trip and stood for the entirety of the NFL draft. I don't think people understand how long standing for the entirety of the NFL draft is when you have to start walking to get to the draft at five. Oh, my God. So I was standing and or walking, except for one point when I sat down on some stairs while everyone else was using the restroom for five to 11. So like six hours, six hours of just standing. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, again, I would not go to the draft if you're not going to guarantee to get like in. So what was it like when uh, Felix was picked at? Uh, at 31. I mean, me and everyone else like went crazy. Um, actually, what was funny is like all the Iowa dudes got drafted. People were going more crazy for that because there was a contingent of Iowa fans. Wow. So they were just going, I-O-W-A, I-O-W-A, I-O, and, like jumping around in a circle. It was pretty hype, actually. Huh. But um, I don't know. It's hard to tell what the reaction was because uh, everyone was Chiefs fans, so everyone was just going to cheer the pick. Yeah. But there was a hype <laughs> guy on stage, and he was like, the pick is coming up. And Colton Hitch and I are just like, dude, what if we traded this pick? Like, what would the hype man do? <laughs> the pick is in, and we traded it. <laughs> no, I, I thought Felix, you know, getting picked here um, – there was that run on edge there for a little while. And I knew we weren't going to get the cream of the crop there at 31, but I do like, like Felix is a typical prototypical edge for Steve Spagnolo. The only issue is like K-State really hurt him, I think in his draft stock because he never had any outside rushes. He was always lined up head up on the tackle. And so all of his rushes were inside. So he's always getting double teamed by a guard and a tackle because there's three down linemen. So, you know, I'm curious to see where he comes into a Steve Spagnuolo defense and he's got four down linemen and he's got one-on-one with a tackle. Uh, so I, I want to preface everything I'm about to say with the Chiefs drafted at pick 31 and a draft that lacked top-end talent. Like, we're only – I think that it, given it was pick 31, we did the best that we could with it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the pick. My problem with the pick is we now have two players on the edge who I think aren't going to be good enough to like be game wreckers ever. I think both of them are high motor quote gym class tryhards. I mean, you heard about Felix at the combine talking about how he plans out every single one of his moves. He's like at the top end of knowing how to operate as an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I had a question like how much he can get better. I don't question his motor at all. So like, I don't want the Chiefs to say we've dra- we've addressed edge. We've drafted two first round edge rushers with George Karloftis and Felix now, and be like, okay, we're good. 
because I think that they're going to get a lot of cleanup pressure. I think that they're going to, like, you know, if the quarterback's just terrible and taking forever back there, they'll eventually get there, and that's okay. But, like, they're going to get a lot of stuff because Chris Jones creates that initial pressure. Yep. He can beat a double team. And, like, then you have Felix or you have George there to clean up. And that's great. But what happens when you don't have Chris making that initial pressure, pushing the mm. pocket, doing all of that stuff? That's where I'm concerned with this. But I still think that having two B-plus edge rushers is a good starting point. Yes. I just don't want it to stop. So it feels like Frank Clark <laughs> is what it feels like. Yeah. Um. Kind of. They kind of have a different yep. well, I'm style. About, I'm talking about just general. Yes. I'm but don't forget, we still have Mike Dana. I still think I think Felix is not going to start week one. I and that sounds crazy, but I I think it's Mike Dana and George Karloftis because they're two different type of uh, edge rushers. They have different styles, and they you know Felix is a rookie. You got to remember, Felix is young. He's only 21. And he just grew into his body. He just, he like, when he came in as a senior, he was, like, 200 pounds soaking wet. Like, if that. He was a twig. So he's just now grown into this body. Imagine a year by learning, you know, getting a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. I think I, I think, I think it'd be good for him. I I think it's good for him. I just, I don't, I don't see the ceiling there for him is where, where I keep getting stuck. And so I see mm -hmm. the same thing with George. Um I'm I'm glad that they're both here. I don't really see him being young as like a positive because I mean his best like he's a uh, like elite edge rushers in college. It doesn't matter if they're getting double teamed. Like it just doesn't matter what other teams do. They just mm -hmm. produce anyways. Like we said, Felix isn't really doing that. Like I understand K State didn't do anything to help him. And no, I, they didn't because they only rushed three all the time. I, and if they ever blitzed, you're only getting your fourth. With Steve Spagnuolo, you know. 60 to 70 percent of the time you're getting a fifth rusher so <clears throat> you know like that's a pretty high percentage blitz rate that's a lot of help for felix to get off somewhere um so yeah, i'm curious to see how it does work i'm um i'm not saying like it's you know the greatest pick ever i i just think the um i think if he hit if we hit on this pick he does great you have a second guy. You have a guy that you can put a second contract on because he's so young. Yeah, no, I I think that we did the best with that pick that we could. I love this. Yeah, score. no, I don't think I could. I every every spot there, like I'm like I don't see anybody else I would want here other than Felix. So yeah, I love the story with it too. I'm yeah, a Kansas City kid that went to Kansas State and is coming back to Kansas. City. He didn't. He didn't even want to play college football. He was going to go to Missouri just for school. Yep. Yeah. No, so, I, it is a great I story. Like it's just, yeah, I, I, I just think he's solid. If he's just, yeah. I, I think he's one of those guys that has a high floor. And when you're competing, you need players with high floors. Yeah. Just yep. competing. So I think it's a perfectly fine pick. All right, Gavin. Release nope. the hounds. Nope. This is Beans. I got to hear Beans make this positive first. I want to hear the negatives first. <laughs> no, because then he's just going to try and counter it. Okay. Um, no, I, I – okay, go ahead. Uh, Rache Rice uh, in the second round, wide receiver SMU, and I hated the pick because he didn't produce anything other than pedestrian numbers until his senior year at SMU. So I wasn't a fan. Here's other people with more deep analysis than me. Fans? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> All right. So I'll go first, Beans, and I'll see if you have anything other than he's large. Um, 
Because I'm going to just call him a tight end because he is a shrub. He's this guy that we backed ourselves into a corner as Chiefs uh, coaches, fans, whatever, and said, we need a X receiver on the outside. So we have to push that need and just draft one that's large. My two problems I have with that. The first one is, A, we run an offense that's like predicated on getting players into space just because we can. Like, there's no prerequisite at all to, like, being good at football, being talented, like, knowing how to do your taxes. Like, nothing. Nothing is required to be successful as a skill position player in the Chiefs offense other than the coaching staff wanting you to be. So, like, I'm not sure what this, like, mythical need for a jump ball receiver. Why would we purposely draft a player who wins on jump balls when we get players into space anyways? I don't know why we'd, like, have Mahomes purposefully throw 50-50 balls when we can just get players open whenever we want. And then B, he is a SMU receiver that by all accounts can't separate at SMU. Um, like Sam said, had pedestrian numbers there. Um, it's just, it literally feels like, um, I, I, I got nothing positive to say about it. If he's good at SMU, he'd put up numbers. He would separate. He would just look dominant at a shitty school. I sent the picture of his reception perception profile from Matt Harmon. And it's all red as he's never winning on any route. And that's against SMU level competition. Like, I, I don't know what else, like what positive there is to throw on this. other it, than he's It feels like to kill Harry. Like that's yeah, literally just, what it feels like. Except like, Oh, this guy's a dominant jump ball receiver. It's like, yeah, he's a dominant jump ball receiver because he couldn't get open. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have he's a shrub. He's everything I talked about with the shrub on this team. Because the part that sucks and it hurts my brain the most is we like can make him good. We can absolutely do that. I'm just not sure why it required a second round pick to do so. Because we the second round receiver we took. Why don't we just put Rashi Rice back to return punts this year? It's what we did with our second round receiver who also didn't play special teams last year. Is that what we're gonna do with Rashi Rice? Is just take our prototypical X receiver and have him go muff punts because that's what we do with our draft picks. Like I, I just want to see the plan other than just using what we have to like infinite levels above their ability because we have the best coaching staff at getting players open and best quarterback in the NFL. Um, what do you have for me beans rice? Not to cut you off beans. Rice feels like one of those receivers that in year three in year four, He's going to have, like, a 1,000 yards each season and, like, six to eight TDs each season. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, like, Pat Mahomes got this awesome weapon. And then Kansas City's not going to resign him because they know he's not that good. And then some team is going to sign him and be like, I can't believe Kansas City just let this guy, you know, walk. And then, like, he's out of the league in two seasons because he isn't any good. Like, that's what it feels like, right? He's going to be on the McCall Hardman plan where everyone's yeah. like, ah, look at this guy. Yeah. He's really good. And then, like, now no one knows that McCall Hardman is on the check notes. Is yeah. he on the Jets? I think he's on the Jets. He's on the Jets. It's a Devontae Parker, like, career pathway. It's that. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect. That's what's going to happen. He's going to have one good season like Devontae Parker, and everyone's going to be like, ah, you see, he is good. We can make something of this man. And then it never happens because he's not good at the football. Beans? Okay, so I'm going to speak for quite a while here. All he right. Is speaking from someone who drafted Rashi Rice. No, no, no. I, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest. I didn't jump on the Rashi Rice train until about you eight o'clock this morning. Until eight o'clock. No, 
until eight o'clock this morning. I wasn't on this hype train. So that's why you drafted him. I was not for this guy. I liked Jonathan Mingo better. I liked insert other at. I liked at Perry better. I liked insert other name here, other name here. Andre Escanova, uh, like all the. I liked all those guys better. And then I realized. So just, just listen, okay? There's going to be a long spiel, but there. I, I I did start jumping on the hype train a little bit, and I like it. Whenever, so Kansas City worked out with three receivers, okay? Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Rasheed Rice. Two of those were with the media. One of those was with not. There was a reason that the Kansas City Chiefs did not trade up to go and get Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers. There was a reason that they wanted the media there for Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers. And there was a reason that they didn't have somebody there to have media there for Rasheed Rice. I think there was a reason behind this. Okay. So that was reason number one. Number two, the dude had a lot of production and then a lot of people are going to point at the separation and I get that. He had a lot of production on turf toe. Turf toe is a bitch. Like it is a pain in the ass. And so for him to still be dominant on turf toe, cause I was like watching some of his tape and I'm like, man, this guy limps a lot. And I was like, Oh, like, He's an injury-prone receiver, and it's like you realize he has turf toe. He dominated, not dominated, but he did really good on turf toe. So I'm curious to see, like, how he does fully healthy. Yes, Sam? Was that this year or last year? That was, I think, this year. It was this year. So the year where he finally passed 60 receptions and 1,000 yards. Is when he had turf toe. I think it was 60 receptions and 600 yards. So congrats. He did it as a 22-year-old against 19-year-olds. No, I, I get that. Yes, at SMU. Yes. But also, if you look at the team, he, he played against Houston. Houston's been producing pretty good pretty good cornerbacks here over the past couple of years. Name I, one. I can't name one off the top of my head right now. But anyways, anyways, besides that, like I think, I think that there was a reason why that – and I, I know like – he, Patrick Mahomes said, go get Clyde Edwards. I think there was a reason that he said, go get Rasheed Rice over Quinn Johnson or Zay Flowers. Because he's a bad GM. Yeah. <laughs> so he had... <laughs> Look, he, I don't so wanna, he, I'm not going to write Rasheed Rice off before he even plays a second of football for Kansas City. I will. <laughs> and then, on top of that, we just drafted an athlete. Uh, most of the guys that we drafted were senior bowl players and just athletes. They were just that they just scored well in, in athletic scores. So if we're gonna go on an approach somewhere, you know, they traded up for this guy who is a at who is an athlete who did pretty good. Uh, I, I don't have his relative athletic score, but I'm pretty sure he did really good on the uh, really good on bench. Um, really good on the jumps too, and the like. three and the three cone. And he did all. He still did all this on turf toe. He still has turf toe. He still has turf toe. He still he has turf toe. Now, is he going to get rid of this turf toe, or is this going to be like Patrick Mahomes' like ankle, where like he's going to be limping around the field for forever? I don't. It, if even if he has eight hundred yards receiving and five touchdowns, that's still four hundred more yards than Sky Moore had this year. Damn, called out. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying, and he's going to have it on turf toe. How I'm just saying. Punts, how many punts is Rashi Rice going to muff this year? We'll find or out. We, I don't know. We give special handouts to other receivers. I don't know. It does concern me the separation issues, but if you go back and look, if you're playing on a bum ankle or even on turf toe, 
you're not going to have a lot of separation. And, I, and that's where I look at it from. And I know a lot of people are going to look at it from a statistical purpose, but I'm looking at it from a personal purpose. Like that is a pain in the butt. It is hard to create separate. It is hard to run. It is hard to have crisp routes with turf toe. I'm not, I'm not trying to point everything to one toe. I'm just saying I, with that production and that kind of injury, I think that's kind of, that's kind of a pretty good outcome. You know, um, that's why I like him. I I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. So I have a story that is almost not even close to this, but it's kind of, mm-hmm. so this goes along the lines of Patrick Mahomes, like, Oh, you know, Patrick Mahomes like injures his ankle, like fakely, like every game. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I, I know you guys don't watch fake wrestling, but there's a wrestler's name is Seth Rollins. And like a couple years ago, he like tore his ACL, like blew up his knee, like really fucked up his knee at a house show. And then for the next literally two years, I, I shit you not, the next two years, every big match he wrestled, he would start limping on his bad knee for like two years because it's like, oh my God, like the knee, oh my God. And so it's a big deal. Like every time there's a, like you go against someone, they try and do like a knee submission move. Because, like, his knee's still so fucked up. That's how I feel, like, how Beans is going to react to Rashi Rice in, like, two years. He's like, he still has turf toe. <laughs> he can't get more than and, 600 yards because he has turf toe. And not to come back to this comment, but you said it was a 22-year-old going against 19-year-olds. It's actually a bunch. He's going against other old people because that COVID year. You guys talked about that this morning. Yes, Every, everybody, is 20, is the everybody is 21 to 23 years old. So it doesn't, like... Yes, Kevin. I I guess I just need to preface my hatred towards everything you're saying right now. Um, is uh, is there? It would make a lot more sense to me, I guess, if you just answered this question. Is there a player that the Chiefs could have drafted skill position wise in day two or day, like that went day two from other teams that you would have hated and like not been able to talk yourself into? Um, who are some day two players? Let me look. I mean, Jesus Christ. No, I'm I'm just like saying that like I'm pretty sure you can find something to talk yourself into every single day two player or, or even some day I mean, two guys. I will find some positive in the light, and I, I I'm I'm admitting it. I did not like the pick at first. I didn't like it because okay, there we go. Well, what I didn't like part? it. I mean, you talked yourself into it, but it's still bad. No, I didn't like it, and then like you know, listening to other people talk about him, I they're they're absolutely correct. I like the hype behind it. I like it. Okay, I, that's all I got. We drafted I, who in the third round? His last name is like Win. It was some Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris, offensive yeah, tackle out of Oklahoma. I, I knew he was tackle of Oklahoma. He's a big body motherfucker. We pretty much just drafted Orlando Brown. I I, I mean, we drafted the second best offensive tackle in you know, out of Oklahoma. So. <laughs> But that again, not great, Bob. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, to be fair, is shitting out offensive linemen pretty much every year. No, okay. And do you want me to nerd out here for a little bit? Sure. Can I nerd out? So one he thing did. that Wanya Morris does really well at is he doesn't get beat inside. He has a very strong inside arm. So God, at right. Also, that dude looks like he ate a village. <laughs> He's a big motherfucker. He's got big hands, big meat claws. Motherfucker. I, I, um... You know, I would have much rather had Anton Harrison here, but right. Well, 
I yeah, the Chiefs draft pick, the Chiefs draft slots that they were in didn't like condone them getting a lot of helpful players. But it really felt like in my mind as like three players that were like I want to say reaches. Uh, Rashi Rice and this tackle dude, they felt like reaches. Um, they just like, felt unexpected. They just felt like not well, like what we saw coming. That, that's what we call a reach in the industry. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Felix kind of was, but what it really just felt like to me was it felt like Kansas City came into this draft and said, all right, we need to get an edge rusher because that's our biggest need. And then we need to get an X receiver because that's our biggest need. And then we need to go grab a tackle because we also need one of those. And they didn't care about how good the players were. They just knew that they had to address those positions. That was just kind of God. This is going back to Felix. I feel very strongly that if we weren't hosting this draft, uh, we would have traded back with Tennessee. I, I do as well. I, um, that's nothing against Felix. I just feel like we very easily could have traded back to like pick 11 in the second round and then traded back I, up. I feel like we weren't even looking for that type of deal just because the draft is in Kansas City. Like, oh, just, I know. Like, I feel like it was a hindrance, honestly, to our team yeah, voting. Same. Will it matter? Probably not because end results and everything. And I don't even know what the Titans would have given up to get up to that round. Right. I mean, at that point, it kind of doesn't matter because I think we could have got Felix where the Titans were picking anyways. So Probably. I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah. Anyways, I, we got Blowjob Johnson too, right? Uh, well, then we drafted. We traded up and got Chamari Connor, uh, who Sam uh, had drafted back in 2022. Yes, I did draft him in 2022. I picked 223, and we drafted him at 119 this year. So Sam's got a little bit of a little bit of trajectory there. Yeah. So Sam saw this and saw this one coming again. Another another senior bowl player, uh, another athletic guy, has played every position. He has played every position at Virginia Tech on defense, other than the front seven. So he's played DB, nickel, slot, corner, everything. He's played it all. So Virginia Tech loves to shit out DBs too. They do, and he's got a lot of special. He played special teams as a senior. He's like, fuck it, throw me out on the field. I don't care. That's why we picked him. He's played exactly. We we picked him because he plays special teams. Another senior bowl athlete. Another senior. The guy is an athletic, uh, very athletic, and he played in the senior bowl. And he's, I think he's like top ten in Virginia Tech in tackles. How long did he play there? Four years. I think he suited up for three, but he's still top ten. Oh wow! Okay, now I'm more impressed because I was so, like, ah, this guy probably was there for five years. No, he's there for four. I think he well, he might have had special teams time as freshman, but he's still top ten out of three years of playing there in tackles as a safety. Oh, gotcha, man, I'm I'm in. So okay. I, that suggests it's another like one of those tip, honestly. So that's just another one of those athletic guys that you just draft in the fourth round, you know. I, I don't think we needed to trade up for him, but I just think we wanted to get rid of some seventh round picks, you know. I so god damn it, that's just terrible process. Um <laughs> uh, so okay. I yes. One I don't have anything to add to the defensive side. One thing I hate that we did in this or didn't address in this draft is it felt like uh return issues were at the forefront all year last year. And in, like, a super deep draft class with a bunch of picks, we just, like, refused to address that, like, at all, which did make a lot of sense to me. 
Unless we, we just like her. James, bro. We, did, we do have Richie James. We do have Kadarius Tony. So. Well, Kadarius Tony doesn't really count to me because he's not going to be there. Longest in Super Bowl history, bro. He's not hey, Sky Moore, Sky Moore returned a few punts there at the end of the year. He's he's feeling confident. Yeah. Okay. I just don't well, think we need to spend a fourth or fifth round pick on somebody who can just return. That's a that's a free agent. That's a guy. Draft Darius Davis in like the fourth round. That's pretty much what they did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I'm not gonna. I'm. I'd hate to come on here and say we overpick for a return man. I'd rather just pick somebody up in free agency for a year and have them have a cup of coffee and get the hell out. The fucking. Was it was it the 49ers, their first pick in the draft? They drafted was it a kicker. kicker. Like, so it, it could be fuck, worse. Bro? And then did they, did, did they also draft? LA, LA drafted a LA, LA drafted a punter. Rams drafted a punter out of Wingate. Bro, yeah. who the fuck drafts a punter out of Wingate? I don't care how jacked that motherfucker looks. He's so, from Wingate. Um then, then at the next pick, we drafted, uh, we traded up and got BJ uh, Thompson out of Stephen F. Austin. Whoa, job Thompson, the twenty-six-year-old man. So actually, I don't know if he's twenty-six or twenty-four. There are multiple reports of both. <laughs> I oh, am five. We, we don't know how old he is. He could be thirty. I've seen two websites. One has him at twenty-six. One has him at twenty-four. Huh. I don't know how old this guy is. Dog, the guy's 26. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus Christ. So, anyways, um, BJ Thompson, he's, he ended up his uh, senior year at like 220 pounds. He's like 6'6", 220 pounds. Tall, lengthy guy. Started off at Baylor. I think he had some off-the-field issues and then uh, kind of quit football there for a minute and then transferred to Stephen F. Austin where um, he then played edge. Guy looks like a safety playing edge, by the way. Tall, just bat, looks like a basketball player. Um, and then he gained twenty pounds for the for his uh, for the uh, combine. Report is the Chiefs drafted him because he could put on another twenty pounds. So if we can get him up to two sixty and he's still just a fast motherfucker off the edge, he's the new Mike Dana. Could be. I mean, I'm not. The Chiefs website, Chiefs.com, says 24. But I like to believe that he's 26. I won't believe what his age is until Madden comes out. That's pretty much what I <laughs> that's the That's the end-all, be-all. <laughs> and right now, 4, 5, 8, and at a 37-inch vertical at his pro day. At the at Senior Bowl, minutes. at the Senior Bowl, he had a nasty spin move. That had the tackle on the ground. Look, okay. I'm going to hold judgment on this, okay? If he's 24, I don't hate it. If he's 26, I hate it. Because you only get him for one contract and then he's 29. He's like, well, what do we do with him? Contract, anyways, it means. I know. Um, this is more along the lines of if he was 26 dominating at Stephen F. Austin, then, like, what are we doing? Yeah. I That's the same age as me. That would be like if I was dominating at Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> Gavin's like, I'm-, I'm, I'm just realizing I got, like, not really a whole lot positive to add to the Chiefs draft. So. I don't know. I like this next pick. 
Chiefs DN BJ Thompson almost missed draft call due to spam risk. All right. Well, he's smart. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Fuck it. <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. What's that? Who was our next pick? So then we took uh, at 194, we took Keandre Coburn, defensive lineman out of Texas. Oh, wow, I did like this pick. I like, I like, I like this pick. This yeah. is a big, big, big body who can move. He can move people. He's a big boy. I, I really was a big fan of this pick, and I'm shocked we got him in the sixth. Um, i big fan of this. Just an athletic guy. Another, you know, just athlete. I, I like this pick. As long as it's not Derek Naughty anymore, we just replaced him. I'm fine with that. And at a sixth round value. Perfectly and fine. Colin Saunders needs a replacement too. Well, Colin Saunders is at New Orleans, so Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Colin Saunders. We got a and, barrel ball. Yee yee. And then at pick two fifty, we took cornerback out of ball state, Nick Jones, just a special That's teams guy. Crazy. He's a, a lot of special teams guys there in that round seven range. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it, no, he's that, that's, that was his, that was his biggest role at, uh, um, ball state was being just a special teams guy. So, Wait, so he literally just drafted a special teams ace. Not really. He did play his senior year and he had pretty good production playing corner, but at his first three seasons, he was a special teams guy. So sounds like Rocky, ace. right? And then another fun fact we have uh we have signed some UDFAs. Echo Boydo is one of those free agents that we I have signed. Si that. So that's pretty exciting. Uh pretty exciting in the UDFA world. Echo, uh, Echo is just there to room with uh fucking Felix, probably low key. Probably. Just some just okay. a couple buddies. We're we're rooting for you, Echo. You you'll always have that Oklahoma game in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought he could have came back. I think he had a COVID year. Him not having an interception is still like one of the great, like confusing things. Mysteries. He yeah. was good. Like he was really good. He wasn't yes. like here's the thing. I feel like when you're out of school at like K-State, you can tell what corners are like NFL material. And like he was close. But like he wasn't quite Duke Shelley. He wasn't quite Brent's like Hayes. He definitely well, he definitely wasn't Brent. You could yeah. You could Brent's tell Brent's was a different animal. Huh? Brent's was a different animal and you could see it. DJ Reed is still the best corner I've ever seen from K State. That, yeah. that guy would have been a top would have been a first round pick if he was six one. Yeah. yeah. But he was like five nine, so like he didn't get to be. Yep. Hundred percent. No, I I now uh, like kind of summarize the Chiefs draft. I don't think that they came into the draft with the capital like necessary to add a whole bunch. I think that on the opposite side of like NFL teams, you see teams like the Eagles and stuff that also makes this draft look a lot worse with what they're able to do. Now there's a lot of circumstances that allowed the uh, Philadelphia to do that. I understand that, but like again, it just feels like the Chiefs kind of like talent level of a roster kind of continues to not be where we think it should be other than having this coaching staff and quarterback so it's not going to matter but it still just generally concerns me just from a process standpoint yes beans so in this draft like it was very confusing to me because like we kept taking these players who like none of us would have ever expected what well, some would say a reach anyways um <laughs> 
And then you have players who are like Brandon Joseph, safety out of Notre Dame. Smart guy. I think like 95% sure he's an engineer major. Uh, 90% grade on PFF and coverage. And then you have guys like Eli Ricks, corner out of Alabama, who never gave up a single touchdown and, and stuff like that, who went undrafted. And it's like, well, why didn't we do that? Pick somebody like that to play special teams or do something instead of, you know, Nick Jones. Nothing against Nick Jones. I don't know what Nick Jones is going to do. But it's just like it seemed like we missed on or A.T. Perry, six foot five, 205 pound wide receiver available in the sixth I, round. I, like, I stu- guess- like stuff like that. It, it just seemed like there were players available and I'm like, oh, we could get this guy. Ooh, we could get this so guy. And it's I- like we never did that. I, I completely agree with you, Beans, because I should be fair to Rashi Rice that um, it's Rashi Rice himself that I hate. It's not addressing a wide receiver position. Um, I, I is it, think is it really Rashi Rice himself or is it Rashi Rice trading up into the second round? Both of those. Um, I think that there's receivers on the board where we would have been picking where we could have just got them and I would have liked them better than Rashi Rice. Oh, I um, agree. They might not have, you know, filled the ever like the X receiver role that the Kansas City Chiefs think that they need, um, even though we have an X receiver on the roster. They're just gotten Uh, Tillman. Or, yeah, just anything. One round later. The trade up, I hate that, but we could take an X receiver there. We could have um, the safety from Alabama that continued to fall. Um, Not George. Branch, Brian Branch. Thank you. It's uh, like, I'm not here to try and like, you know, went beyond like the draft days the next day. Everybody's like, oh, they got this dude and he was falling. It's a great value, blah, blah, blah. But like at some point, like the consensus board comes into play and like, like, I mean, we don't not need a safety. I would have loved to grab him because I thought he was a good prospect. I don't know why he's falling, but. And Kansas City has always done something like that. You know, we took Trey Smith in the, uh, we took Trey Smith in the sixth round because he was falling. We took Pacheco in the seventh round because he was falling, you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it just didn't seem like we took that, like, oh, that guy. Like, it It, it just seemed like we kind of missed on that. Yeah, not, I, saying, not saying anything. Um, also, another fun fact, Wanya Morris played with Trey Smith at Tennessee, so they played by each other. And they also, they also have um, Lucas Niang, Wanya Morris, uh, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith all have the same trainer. Hmm. So I think that was also a big reason why we took one. That was just that, neither here nor there. But I mean, again, it, it just seemed like we missed. We just missed on a couple of things. You know, I, I agree with you on that completely. We're, we're sitting here and like, you know, saying, oh, I wish it was this and I wish it was that. And it, here's the thing, right? Like in the NFL, most of the guys that get drafted don't turn into Jack Diddley. So it's very mm-hmm. likely that the guy that we wanted and the guy that we drafted both don't matter because they both stink, right? Well, and they also well, interview these guys, and they could have interviewed crappy. You know, these guys could be self-centered. They could be pricks. They could be stupid. They yeah. could be uh, insert innuendo here, innuendo there. We're not even going to know much about this draft class even after year one. Like, you really can't evaluate a draft class until after year four, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, there's plenty of dudes who, like, you know, you come out, you ball out like it's a rookie at a corner, you know, yeah. and then you tear your ACL year two, and then you're never the same year three, and you're cut by year four, right? Well, we took LeJarrius Sneed in the, what, third, fourth round, and, you know, somebody like that, we are like, well, I don't really know much about this player. You know, like, somebody like a Chamari Connor could have that same approach. LeJarrius Sneed was just played every position at LA Tech. 
He played, he was a special teams guy. He did it all. He was the captain. Tamari Connor, bunch of tackles, played every position, team captain, all four years, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so I think like, you know, like, I, I think, I think, I think we squinted. I think we were trying to squint and we saw somebody, you know, like. Except for Rasheed Rice, because Gavin will never, because Gavin's just immediately writing him off. Like, I mean, you look at it and it's like, oh, Antonio Brown out of Central Michigan. No one ever heard of him. He's a six-round pick. Like, you can just write him off. And then he becomes one of the best receivers of all time, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many guys who get drafted that you never fucking heard of because of one reason or another. And then they become household names. So, I mean, like, hopefully this draft class, if this really, if the draft class produces three starters, Awesome because most that's a that's an A plus draft. That's a great draft. Just jack shit because teams are about because players are weird and teams don't develop talent all the way all the time. To sum up the Chiefs stuff, I I do want to say, well, a I hate Rashi Rashi Rice just from a process standpoint more than anything of like the players a part of that, but like how we got there and the player we select is just poor process. No, he's, he's your James Bradbury now. Um, but, yeah. um, but uh, on top of that, teams that like didn't have a good draft and like lost the draft and whatever you want to say, uh, they come out the very next day and say, well, most draft draft picks don't hit and you never know who's going to be good. So and we just kind of like look for the positive and what we can find, which it feels like that's where we're at right now. Let's, let's, let's go with the, let's, let's move on to that. Who are your winners and who are your losers in this, uh, in this draft? So God, we, we might as well just get this out of the way. If we're, if you're talking losers again, like the players are good. The players that the Detroit lions got, players, <laughs> I like Sam Laporta. I like Jameer Gibbs. I Jack Campbell is fine. It really just feels like, really what it feels like is the Lions could have been ballsy and drafted Dalton Kincaid at 12 and gotten a better tight end, theoretically. Um, and they could have taken at pick 18 Jameer Gibbs and then Jack Campbell at like the second round. And I think people would have been like, you know, that's less ridiculous. I've never seen a team enter a draft with so much like high-end draft capital and leave addressing nothing but like the least valuable positions in the NFL. It was like a clinic on adding as little like importance to the roster as possible. You had a running back, off-ball linebacker, and a tight end. It's like you, you tried to like address the three lowest paid positions in the NFL and just fucking knocked it out of the park. So the very the, one of the bigger concerns that was coming into the draft for Detroit was defensive back and offensive lineman, and you know, kind of filling in from there. They didn't draft a defensive back until the middle of the second round with Brian Branch, and they then they drafted uh, the next offense. The, the offensive tackle they took was. Um, in the fifth round out of William and Mary. So they didn't address any of that. Um, I, t- I cannot believe they did not take Christian Gonzalez like twice. I think no, they could have, it was just once, but you had your chance on Christian. I think, I think it, when, uh, that Illinois corner went, I think they were just like, fuck it. We're done. I, my my favorite tweet I saw about the uh, 
Detroit Lions draft, and it summed it up perfectly in my head, especially living in Kansas. It was uh, from Mike Renner, from uh, formerly from PFF, that uh, the Detroit Lions entered the draft or entered a steakhouse and ordered a hamburger, and <laughs> that was like what their draft felt like. We got all so, high-end capital, and we just didn't do anything. I, I went into this draft and I was like, man, Detroit's going to come out of this smelling like a rose. They're going to pick. They're going to pick great picks. I trust the process that they're doing. They got two. They got four picks in the first two rounds. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's that Fuck no, it I mean, man. They traded down too. That was the thing. Is it's like, oh, they got even more draft capital now. They said they would have taken Gibbs at six, also, which just felt feels like like I. I don't believe you. I feel like that's just something you say after you draft the dude. But at the same time, 12 was such a reach that, like, I don't know. Maybe I do kind of believe you a little bit. And, I, uh, yeah, I don't really want to walk through every single pick. But, like, they, you saw get a reach at running back to a team that, like, has already wasted the exact same thing in DeAndre Swift, who they drafted in the second round. Then you go to the late first and you draft an off-ball linebacker who the NFL just refuses to pay right now. Dude, uh, who's the last off-ball linebacker in the first round that you remember getting a contract? Like, second contract. Like, can you remember? Like, it, like I don't – like, with the team that drafted them. Because like Roquan I was going to say, like, Devin – Roquan Smith didn't get one. Devin Bush didn't get one. Um, what What's Devin White up to? I guess Devin White did get a second contract. He got an extension. Congrats. Well, he was a top-five pick, so – yeah. Well, and Jack Campbell, a, like Jack Campbell, is a second round. The, the linebacking class sucked. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, you know that's right. it's a horrible linebacker class, and you took one in the first round at a like un, not valuable position. I like the Sam Laporta pick. I think he's like actually, I think him himself is a really good tight end. But I watched them just refuse to use T.J. Hawkinson for a couple of years. So like, why why am I like all of a sudden going to think that we're going to use Sam Laporta any better? And I I really. Truthfully, my big uh, other big concern with who they drafted is Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs all operate in the exact same part of the field and do the exact same roles. So I'm not sure how they're going to play with essentially a bunch of slot receivers and tight ends. What are you telling me, Gavin? Is Jameson Williams' stocks are going to the moon? Well, like, I. After the, after, I mean, starting game seven, yes. I still don't think uh, it fits like what Jared Goff does a lot, but he he's such a necessary addition to that team just because they have nobody that's going to dictate coverage, intermediate, and deep down the field. I well, yeah, took Henry Booker, too. I know. What a funny draft they had. I, and they took Brian Branch in the second round, too, and I love that pick, but they wasted, they blew so much value before that that I kind of was just like, I still hate this draft. But, um, no, to stop, I, I think we all agree on the Lions. The other draft I hate is the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, I was – yeah. Oh, God. You enter with as much capital as they did and use another first-round pick for next year also on top of that. Um, thinking about how they could have just, like, drafted JSN or, like, a receiver that they really liked or any player that they really liked at 12 and stayed there and kept their probable top five, top ten pick next year. Like, we're – we're talking about the Eagles and how they constantly have had two first round picks and like always, always knocking out the draft just played in the Super Bowl because their talent level of their roster is so high at every position because they keep doing this stuff. And Houston 
just giving draft picks away for fun. I think that they got what I really think that they did was they said Bryce Young or uh, sorry C.J. Stroud and um, Will Anderson are the two are two blue chip players, and we want to get two blue chip players because this draft sucks depth wise. And while I understand that thought process, I don't think really many other people thought that way. And you should have a red flag when you think somebody's a blue chip and a lot of other players or evaluators don't and especially not be confident enough to give a first round pick and a shit ton to trade up to Arizona when I don't think there was really a crazy market for other teams to trade up. Could they just not have given up the Browns first next year? I Yeah. I, I, I guess Arizona probably just had him over a barrel, but like for God's sake, just throw in your second next year too. Keep the pick. What if I would like to know who Arizona's to be a Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I want to know who Arizona's uh, negotiator is because no, it's not just, time anymore. It doesn't have to be hard. That's the, I, I just don't understand how Arizona would have had them over a barrel. Well, just because they, Will they probably wanted Will Anderson so goddamn bad. I just yeah, I guess I just don't agree with that in any way, shape, or form. You could stay at twelve draft JSN and just like give your quarterback. Cause let's not forget like they're uh, they gave CJ Stroud, uh, Dalton Schultz um, traded away, Brandon cooks. They got Nico Collins, uh, cancerous, John Mechie. And they got, um, they drafted the uh, Houston wide receiver tank Dell in the third round. That's their, oh, that was also really funny. That's their core that they have to build around their young quarterback. So there's anything more that I hate a team doing is drafting a young quarterback and giving up a bunch of capital to get there or like in the process of it. Cause then you have nothing to build around it. It's like, you're fucking over your rookie quarterback before he even gets Dude, started. he's got nobody to throw to. And they can't nobody. add anybody next year. Cause they don't have a first round pick to do it. Oh, they got Cleveland's first round pick next year. Uh, that's fair, I guess. But Cleveland's probably at least mid to good. They could make the yeah. playoffs. If Deshaun Watt, People are writing Deshaun Watson off because he's a terrible person, but he is a good quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah. I no, I I hated Houston. Is there any other like big loser teams that you guys have? No, okay. I, I don't know if this is me showing my ignorance, but like I laughed when Washington took Emmanuel Forbes at sixteen. That was um, a little high. That was Emmanuel a little high. Forbes might be a good player. That man is one hundred and sixty-six pounds. I know. All I saw was Addison get crushed for being 173, and that man is seven pounds lighter and trying to tackle people. <laughs> like, I don't like, – okay, like, again, I don't know. That's just an observation from me. It, it's just more of a, wow, this guy is 166 pounds, and Joey Porter Jr. and Christian Gonzalez are still on the board. But I guess – yeah, that's it's a, it's the who's on the board still thing that like just makes that pick seem horrible. So who Correct. are your guys? Who are your guys' winners? Um, well, the Eagles, and then the Eagles again, and then the Eagles again. <laughs> we can't let Howie Roseman continue to get away with this. Same with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They got Christian Gonzalez and picked goddamn seventeen. Yeah, can't let him keep getting away with this. I mean, they can um, keep doing that and still losing and still drafting at, you know, second to last in the first round. That's fine. It doesn't matter because they're adding better players second to last in the first round than we are. So, 
Um, I don't understand how they got Nolan Smith. That was insane. I, I know that. So yeah, the teams the just decided they didn't like Nolan Smith anymore. It was like, ah, we like Nolan Smith. Ah, there might be an injury. Ah, we hate Nolan Smith. Fuck that guy. Yeah, the the opposite side of Houston being Arizona. I think Arizona is a big winner coming out of the draft because you get Houston's first round pick next year, and you probably have two of like the five, three, four, five best shots at like the top pick next year. Assuming that they're like you can build around Kyler if you trust them, you can move off Kyler and take Caleb Williams. Like bottom line is they got two high high end first round picks next year, and they got they addressed a lot of needs this year too. That roster sucks. Arizona sucks. Everything about that team sucks. So they just kind of took best player available. I love that they traded back up to grab a tackle. I don't usually like the concept of trading up, but. If you're going to trade up, do it for a high value position and get it like a like player that's obviously not going to make it back to you. A lot of people are high on him. I loved that part of it. I I just loved a lot of what Arizona did. I don't understand them holding DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't think there's a lot big trade market for him. You see, I don't really get that either. I uh, I would rather have uh, DeAndre Hopkins than Rashi Rice. I just don't think we can afford him. Yeah, yeah. I I think. Trading back up to six was weird, but, you know, the NFL draft is weird, so you just got to do what you got to do. I, I, w- I would say Seattle because I love them staying at 20. Um, I love their two picks that they did. I think grabbing the cor- uh, the first corner that they did, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but, again, high-value position if you hit on that pick, just like the Sauce Gardner pick from the Jets last year of, like, holy shit, this is uh, a position that if you knock out of the park can, like, completely – reinvent your defense and everything we're rebuilding the legion of boom baby yeah no and then you on the opposite side this uh it's funny because you say that and they go and they add jsn and you're like this is like a revamped seattle team where they're building from the outside in and then they go day two and draft zach uh charbonnet and just completely like nuke everything that they were possibly building and now we're wasting we're running the ball again we don't care about our three elite receivers that we have Fuck all them. We are going to run the ball 40 times a game. Um, yeah, it, it it was going to be Seattle, and then it wasn't. Uh, Pittsburgh also. I love Pittsburgh being able to draft I, Joey Porter Jr. Not only the story of Joey Porter Jr., but you're getting a player that was pretty much a consensus first-round pick at the top of the second. Um, what, one thing I do want to talk about, because we talked about it a lot on this podcast pre-draft, um, kind of the... The, the Will Levis fall, going tr- Tennessee trading up, grabbing them. We mentioned earlier the Chiefs, We hoping that the Chiefs would have traded up to uh, us and we trade back, then grab Levis in the first round. Um, I loved what Tennessee did with that. I think it's a outstanding move. Um, what do you guys, I guess, see there and what do you, what'd you think about it? Because that's like the la- – I think we all know how we feel about the rest of the quarterbacks. He's the last one that I care about and the only one that has any controversy with it. Um. Remind me to give my winner after this, but Will Levis going to Tennessee is how do I put this? I I, I it's just like Ryan Tannehill light, you know. I I feel I, like he's I feel like he's like you squint and it's Ryan Tannehill. Let let me rephrase that. Um, for Will Levis himself, um, and like. Because I, I go to well, you're going to go to an offense that doesn't throw very much, which is fine, which is fine. You're not going to throw a lot, and if you do, like 
you know, they're going to, you're going to get, you're going to have something where at least your receivers are going to be like, it's going to be quick. There's quick screens. They're over the middle. They're fast. You know, you're going to use your tight ends. Um, so what better, because that's all he knows is like, Oh, got to get the ball out fast. Like, so I don't think there's a better spot for him to go to than Tennessee. I, I think that the value that they did or what they did, the value they got on Levis and everything makes complete sense. As far as where Tennessee is as a roster and how Tennessee operates, I will like just, I guess, die like um, thinking that they're just like horrid and basically every single account of what I everything else I just said. I love the Levis pick. How Tennessee has got to this point as a roster and how they operate as a team is I do not agree with. Like they just say, screw having a wide receiver. Like no, they yeah they uh you run the ball, run the ball, and then put Ryan Tannehill in third and ten, and then when he doesn't convert, you blame the loss on Ryan Tannehill, and then uh talk how about how great Derrick Henry is. And yeah. that they've do, they've been doing that for two three years now. Same process. I, I just don't even know if I like the fit. Like. I, I think it does. I think it does because I think the offensive scheme would be best for Will Levis. You know, you're not going to put him into. I, I know you're, you're talking about third down situations, yeah, but, but you have to take a, Will Levis threw a lot of picks, and like Tennessee's offense is predicated on a, not throwing a lot of picks. A lot of those picks were tips. Which, granted, you're going to an offense that doesn't have wide receivers, so most of his interceptions are probably going to be tips. So it's like, like you're back at Kentucky yeah, now. I, I feel like Will Levis. Again, I also just don't even think. Oh, this is this is so unfair to Tennessee's coaching staff, by the way. But like Malik Willis looked dog ass. You know what I mean? Like not good at all. And I really, he looked so bad that you have to like genuinely consider, like questioning their like quarterback player development. Like slightly, wow. like, I, like genuinely, like I don't, I don't want to be an asshole about it, but like Malik Willis was a third round pick, and they literally couldn't start him over Josh Dobbs at the end of the season. Like he didn't get any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, think, I, I think that's more, play. I think that's more on Malik Willis than it is on. Too. Okay, that's fine, and it could be on Malik Willis. I'm not saying it can't be. I'm just saying it has to give you a cause for pause just in the sense that like it very well could be that they're not a good coaching staff and developing quarterback. No, I, I agree with you. I think again, a lot of that is like, I just don't think that there is a system that's like conducive to a quarterback putting good numbers up like period. They uh, like, think about like oh, the I agree with that. Think about the difference between like how we talk about Kansas City's offense and like what Mahomes is. And Mahomes, Kansas City's offense has worse receiving options than Tennessee right now. Like it's literally just like a bunch of crap outside of Sky Moore. Tennessee is a bunch of crap outside of like Traylon Burks. And it's just I I don't know. And I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey included in that as well. But uh I don't like they run the ball a bunch, don't do anything schematically to like get receivers or anything open, and then just like plan on the receiver bailing them out of third and long, or the quarterback bailing them out of third and long. And like that's just there's no, nothing easy, nothing given, whatever. And that's always just kind of ended up being a Ryan Tannehill. Uh, like Ryan Tannehill's been the um, I don't know, he's taken the heat for basically all of that. Now we just draft a rookie to take the heat on all of that, but 
Who, who's your last winner, Beans? I didn't mean to derail us there. No, that's fine. Uh, I had the Cincinnati Bengals just because, like, they really went defensive heavy. Uh, they have to replace a lot of players. They have to find a way to stop Kansas City. Um, like, that doesn't, you know, that's not a poke at them or anything. Like, they just drafted defense to try to stop Kansas City uh, with Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, who I was pretty high on. Uh, Jordan Battles, really good safety. Some would say the number one safety. And they took him in the third round. That's a great pick. Um, and you have, you know, just players that fill your roles. Charlie Charlie Jones, a good slot wide receiver. Chase Brown, second running back. Andreas, uh, Ios, I can't say his name out of Princeton. Like just some player that you could probably bring in and develop behind T. Higgins or something. Um, so I think every pick that they just had was just, I, I thought they were just solid players, you know. No? Okay, cool. Miami is absolutely choking this game against the Knicks, and it's hurting oh. my heart because I'm a big Miami fan. And Gavin is gone because his dog is going, quote, ape shit, unquote. Yeah, that's probably game. Well, Beans, I don't have anything else to say. I don't either. We did a lot of talking today. We did. We covered a lot of ground. I think we sure did. We we pretty much We didn't even talk about the Lamar we didn't even talk about Lamar Jackson getting a five year two sixty million dollar deal. Like now we just did. Oh, uh, we just covered it. Hey, Lamar Jackson got a five year two hundred sixty million dollar deal. He's now Congratulations. the highest paid running back in NFL history. Good for him for now. Um one of the greatest photos of all time is um the photo of Patrick Mahomes handing the ball off on a stretch to Lamar Jackson as he plays running back. I love that photo. That photo is so goddamn funny. <sighs> I'm tired, Beans. Coaching fifth graders takes that out of you. Uh, do you have a last word? You want a thought-provoking moment? I want you to trade me Jalen Hyatt. Nope. Go to hell. At least between somebody, between Rasheed Rice and Jalen Hyatt, one of them's got a hit. That, no. No? No. They don't, one of them does not have to hit. (laughs) Both of them can fail. But what about Devon A-Chain? I think I just surprised Devon A-Chain didn't at least have one fantasy relevant season. Yeah. All right. You want want, want a thought-provoking moment? I do. All right. What is Mario's first name? Mario. Is it? Yeah, it's Mario Mario. Because of the Mario brothers. It's Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. Are you shitting me? That's, I, maybe. I don't know. That, that's how, that's what no, makes sense. Because it's, I, yeah, it's the Mario brothers. So it's you Luigi Mario. It's Luigi. Yeah, because because I saw that I was like Mario Brothers, and I'm like, oh Mario and Luigi, and I was like, wait, what the fuck is Mario's first name then? It's Mario, bro. It's Mario Mario. That's crazy. That's cracked out. <laughs> yeah, bro. You That's kind of that lazy. Funny. That is lazy on the parents' part for naming their kid after the last name. You know, Mario Mario. That's there's some laziness right there. It's hard. Well, yeah, but naming them isn't hard. 
Yeah, it is. Get creative with it. You got creative with Luigi. Who was born first? Who was born first, Luigi or Mario? You would not get creative with your kids' names. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Don't get creative with your kids' name. Why not? Make it normal. No. Make it. I, I'm all for the crazy stuff. No. Name your kid Purple Thunder for all I care. Like, just. God, do not take this man's advice. <laughs> if your kid does not have a normal name, like, they're going to grow up and hate you. Like, Dude, Mario had to have been bullied. Like he had the first and last name. Mario Mario. Mario Squared, bro. That would have been kind of cool. Like my name's Mario Squared. Like yeah, fuck with yeah, me. You, yeah, facts. Plus he's got a mustache. What if his middle name is Mario? Mario Mario Mario. It's probably Luigi. Mario Mario Luigi Mario. And then like oh. Luigi Mario Mario. Maybe it's like Frank. <laughs> Luigi's Luigi's middle name is Frank. Mario's is just Luigi. <laughs> Luigi Frank Mario. <laughs> Mario's middle name. That actually is the third most things. Um, two months after the death of whoever created Mario, I'm guessing. Super Mario Bros. Mario's full name was indeed Mario Mario. So it was right. Nice. I am a genius. I'm the greatest. Ugh, beans. So tired. Let's get off, man. No. Virginia Robinson's jersey is going to hang here soon. I hate, I hate you for that. Why? I hate you for that. Why? Do you want Virginia? I want the 104. We'll fucking send an offer, bro. I'll send one tonight. And I'll reject it. I will be sad. Give me what I want. I'll give you Hyatt in the other... <laughs> give me Hyatt for free in the other league and we can start talking. Would you be down for that? No. No insiders, um, bro. I'm the commissioner of the other league. I cannot... I cannot have my uh I cannot have my um reputation no integrity question there you go or my yeah I cannot have my integrity jeopardized if anything means I think less of you as a person because you uh suggested it you gotta have the shitty person in the league somewhere pretty sure I'm the one who suggested it <laughs> you were you were the one and you're blaming it on me and I'm taking it. Speech 100. <laughs> oh, Dungeons and Dragons. I wish I could play you more often. <laughs> All right. There's no more callers in the line. Beans is out of ideas. Gavin already left. We want to thank everyone who stayed here for all of this. Um, Milf Manor is coming next week. We're hoping that this NFL draft cycle is not the start of just the driest period of dryness for this channel because we have nothing to talk about except baseball and NBA. So we'll see what happens. But on a cheering up, thank you again to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing to us on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. There's a link in the description in the bio of our Twitter for merch if you want to rep us. Because you love us. Or maybe you hate us. Maybe you want to burn it in effigy. 
works for us. Please feel free to like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we want to thank you again for flying with us this evening. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Good job, Thompson! In